Hello and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary, with my co-host. And this is Dad, and I'm excited about being uh, with you again as we uh, venture into manhood, mentoring, and maturity. So, And our sponsor, sponsor is today. Full Focus Planners by Michael Hyatt. Do you know why I'm sponsoring that? They're sponsoring us, which they're really not. But why they would, they should sponsor us? Because you've already bought pretty much a lifetime supply of the planners? I, I have a yearly subscription, so it, it doesn't come all at once. Although if you looked at our library, you'd think we have all these things. So uh, really, I'm going to move past being, well, an attempt at being funny and just say reality-wise um, how important it is to have um, what I like to call my brain um, way to c- capture everything and to organize everything. And I use the full focus planner, so thus you probably should too. Now, there are so many different tools out there, but I love the full focus planner. But um, we could probably do a whole series on this uh, because I did um, for a long time uh, the one. Uh, Franklin Covey, right? Yeah, Franklin Covey. And uh, I did that forever. I, I tried to go electronic. Um, I remember when Palm Pilots came out, I, I couldn't journal in it. And I just feel like there's something about pen and paper putting your thoughts together now obviously you could do that on a computer and so forth but anyhow today's is full focus planner that's our whole session because i just got done yeah right no i i like uh i like that you that you made that the sponsor for today the fake sponsor um i feel like the the whole segment is getting out of hand but that, I, you know what that just sounds like us all over yeah, um that we're but, out of hand yes exactly <laughs> kind of doing a, a going to do a series on change change in work change in family uh change in and that family uh, one will be change in marriage change in having kids yes uh, we're going to also discuss change of being uh an empty nester right and then even change of what it's like with, with the elderly and and let's be honest this has been birthed out of our last six months a lot of change yeah we have changes going on in our home Right now, with we're almost uh, we're a week and a half overdue with uh, Frankie girl. Yeah, so PJ's wife Becky is um, great with child. Yeah, I didn't want to say great because you're not supposed to say that, but she's majorly great. But anyhow, she is <laughs> she is with child. She um, is tired with child. <laughs> yeah, it's really uh, very frankly, f- folks. It just makes you appreciate um, women in general just what they are willing to do and to endure and um, for bringing, uh, birthing a child. We had my parents move into assisted living, but the last six months, my wife has watched them. We live, as many as you know, from here in this podcast with PJ and Becky. Um, our other son, Drew, uh, is met a friend. There are just so, a, 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 a sweet girl. So here's the deal. There's changes going on everywhere everywhere in life. And so uh, I'm kind of uh, jumping on the uh, the lead here today. PJ and I've talked a, a little bit about this and we think we can provide you some insight. One of the things I think... So this today's is, yeah. is more just an introduction to the series, just talking about change yeah, in general. Yeah, just the reality of change. It. Okay. Yeah. And we're going to talk about big changes in life. And one of the things I felt was helpful and healthy and um, would provide us some um, background and strength is, I'm going to have PJ read Ecclesiastes um, in chapter three, where we talk about seasons. You know, 
very frankly, it's funny you read this, but many people know this not because of the scripture, but because of the song by the to birds. Everything turn, 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 and copyright. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, we can't go? Keep going? No, it's like, I think it's like five seconds or ten seconds. <laughs> what if we stop and then start, Let's start again? again. <laughs> <laughs> so, PJ, um, after you take your sip of uh, Java, which is a help to his reading, he's going to read um, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And folks, meditate on these thoughts as he reads chapter 3. For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. I think uh, if we were really wise, we could read that every day because this is a encapsulates all of what goes on in life. I mean, this and this goes on. Um, and, you know, right away I begin to think of. There are just seasons in life, and we've often heard, let me tell you, there are three things in life, death, taxes, and, you know, something else, whatever that person is I've always just heard death and taxes, that's right. it. <laughs> well, no, it's usually when they want to make a point. I could tell you three oh, things, yeah, right, right. death, taxes, and I won't make your, your mom happy. You know, you hear men say these things all the time, and I go, like, first of all, you don't podcast that, but anyhow. Does that, <laughs> this sounds very specific, Dad. No, it wasn't me. I promise, promise, promise. All right. No, I did not think it was there. No, right. but I got to I got to I got to say this um and and this may be uh borderline for some controversial. One of the reasons during COVID that I felt I followed through with all the directives that were given to me, whether it be wear the mask on the plane, wear the mask here, all the things um even things I didn't always agree with or things I did agree with. I just followed through. But here's the thing I thought and I was never fearful, maybe because I'm older and I have lived life, but there are two things, you live and you die. Now, there are probably more than two things because you live and you die, and in between is what we're going to talk about, all these seasons. There are right. seasons of life, and change is inevitable. In fact, if you talk to a young person who's eight years old, they all want to be what? What age? Oh, uh, 12. Yeah, yeah. Then or 50. They they can't wait till they get to the next stage. I can't wait till I'm 24 and I get married. I can't wait till I'm 30 and I have my own career. I can't wait till I'm 65 and I can retire. Everybody's looking to the next thing because the truth is next things are coming. And the, as we go through this this time, Peach, as we talk about changes and seasons of life, there are a couple things. One, Changes in life often lead to hardship, and it's part of life. Can you think of some things that 
you, as I say that, come to your mind is the hardship. Think of think of you moving from elementary to junior high. What were some hardships you think kids face? Oh, I'm still stuck on the baby thing. So I was thinking of when you have a baby. No, we're not. We're not there. We're doing that series later. We're doing that series later. So, I remember being overwhelmed, moving into seventh grade and getting real homework for the first time. Okay, that's because I, I often joke, best age I ever had was eight years old. Eight years old, my big responsibility was taking out the garbage, and if I kissed. The little girl next door, everybody went, no, no, don't do that. But that's so cute. When you're 15, if you're kissing the girl next door, your parents go, what are you doing? Okay. So hopefully, so, yeah. And her, her dad might have even something yeah, different to say. Yeah. I, well, I know what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you think of that, that, that it's, that's harder. There's more responsibility. I've got to do homework or even I don't, how, how do I fit in? You know, all those things. Think about the the, the, go, the hardship of going to college. What are some hardships that when you go to college? Paying bills for the first time. Yep. And uh, maybe moving away from home, being away from family. Um, obviously, in your case... Cooking for yourself. Oh. And there's nothing like a good ramen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yet, it's like, oh, look, it's ramen again tonight. Yeah. yeah. And th- But all of these things lead to different types of challenges that you never had before. And... The truth is we all know this, do hard things. Hard things cause us to grow. It is also a time of humbling every time. Like you're not all that in a bag of chips when you move from a small uh, city and maybe uh, move into a bigger city. Whatever those changes are, or you get go from a smaller position at work to a bigger position at work, these will allow you to be humbled. And there is always good coming out of humility. Right? Yeah. Well, and that's uh, when in James, when it talks about uh, we are given many different types of trials so that we can persevere in our faith and be made perfect or mature, as that um, might be a better definition there. That's uh, these are gifts that God gives us to remind us to rely on Him. Yes. This, and that's where I, that's your hope, right? God is your hope. And as you say that, you go back to also to your statement about James. In James chapter four, God resists the proud, okay? And he gives what to the humble? More, Grace. Yes. You know, and I, I just want to stop there for a second. And I, I just want to do this more often when the word grace is used, because growing up, it wasn't interjected a lot. But grace is the, the free power of God in your life. The His his power working in your life for your good, even when you don't deserve it. And so when we talk about God's, just because sometimes we just say grace and like people are like, oh, okay, so when change, God grace gives grace. Grace and mercy, yeah, grace like, and mercy. Right, and the idea here is like, sometimes you don't get what you deserve, which is punishment, right? And that's mercy. And then grace here is he, the hope that we have is he gives us just all these good things. And... um that's you know that, that can vary from like the rain that makes our crops grow to, which is part of the seasons. Yeah, right. We're in a season of Florida. What's going on every day between three and six, every day uh, weather wise? Some kind of thunderstorm. It's going to be there, and it's important. You know, folks. I don't know how to say this to you. It's hot. Yeah, and that takes the heat down. It makes it sometimes a little muggier, but it takes the heat down and it waters. And otherwise, we'd have no grass. And you know, we already have to water enough anyhow. But all of this is good. Well, and I think what I love about that um, is we often get disconnected from how complicated and how much we rely on what God gives us because we have several steps of humans in the way. 
one of the biggest blessings I think I, I've been able to do with homeschooling with my boys is doing the garden. And all of a sudden, like, I, I'm not giving it the garden what it needs. I'm trying to give it more water and it's just not as good as rain. And I'm just sitting there and I'm watching the sky and I'm like, oh, this is what this feels like. Do you know what I mean? Really and it's good. like, anyways. And, and here's the truth is you're saying that the, all of this, that it's, this, this change is healthy for us too, because change leads to growth and growth is where we get strength and it's healthy. And, and, and then it, God is our hope in all of this. Hmm. Um, and the last thing I, I want to bring about in regards to change in, in this early uh, section of this is it's also change can often lead to, I have happiness because so, it r- kind of rings with the whole health, healthy and hope, but really it's joy. When we see God bring you through change and you see what you have learned and what God has done and how he's enabled you and encouraged you and exhorted you, and bed in the edifice that you need. Man, you cannot but rest in him and find joy. Um, I, I don't want to finish up with that. I want to go a little bit farther, uh, if we can. Yeah. Can you tell me some times where you, and we don't want to take away from the others, but can you talk about being um, stretched during a time of change? Can you? Do you have any idea? or? Yeah. Some... Well, I, I, I wanted to just touch on this, something that I've been thinking about. There's... A couple different projects that I feel God's calling me to, and one of them, well, maybe not me, but I, I feel like the church needs a really in-depth theology of change, because we're seeing more and more dramatic change in our culture at large. Yeah, this is really good. And the good. church doesn't know how to handle it. Right. And I don't have, and that's that's fair. Like a lot of change is difficult to handle. That's kind of you know we talked about the hardship of it. But what I would say, um, as we've gone through a lot of change in our lives, in maybe a, a good starting place. For someone who's going through change themselves, which is basically everybody, and for someone yeah. who's looking to dive deep and maybe continue to work on this, there are three things that come to mind that would be kind of the important building blocks for theology, uh, theology of change. And one is God's sovereignty, that he is in control, not us. Yeah, that's really good, Peach. Um, and a theology, the theology of rest, one that we rest in God's love. And so no matter what happens in change, we are... We are good because we are chosen by God. We are abiding in God, and that's what we need to do. We need to rest in his love, and we need to rest in Sabbath, which I think is a good, uh, if you constantly just try to go with the flow of the change, you will be overwhelmed. And the last one is uh, wisdom. And I think that goes even back to what you're talking about, like change is humbling, and it pushes us, you know, we, we look at James, it says to ask and in Proverbs, it says to seek. Mm-hmm. And so you need wisdom to handle change. And so th- that sovereignty and that rest and that wisdom are uh, kind of, that's a, a way of figuring out how to deal with what is going on in your life. If you can start with those three things and really G- each one of those, those three again. Of I want to, I want to, uh, sovereignty, rest, and wisdom. You know, you could say theology, or I'm sorry, uh, sovereignty, Sabbath, and wisdom, you know. Um, but those, those work kind of with what you're saying about cha- uh, what your, your five uh, H's. You know, you're talking about hope. You're talking about humbling. You're talking about joy. Um, Which isn't an H. It was happiness. But. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, as, as I look at this, uh, wisdom is something that is given by God. Yep. 
And one of the things he does is he gives us trials. He gives us things that require great change. And you know what that great change does to us? Points us right back to him. And it molds us. It gives us wisdom. And this is, so as we look at this, I mean, we see that God talks about trials and, and big changes that are bring hardship as his way of molding us. And so, you know, I look at, I didn't want to be a businessman. That wasn't like a goal in life. And God kept directing my paths that way. And I have grown immeasurably because of that. And I would not have expected that. And I would not have asked for that. And he gave that to me to build something in me. And so, I mean, when you talk about, so personally, where, where have I been stretched? I've learned a lot about rest and about how I have to take charge of my own rest. I can't just go with the flow because there's always something more to do with my business. You know, I've talked about that before. Um, even now we're launching a new arm of the business. And I think about God's sovereignty. You can be as good at sales as you want. And at the end of the day, like, God brings the person. No like you question. can't, you cannot force people to for sales. And, and then uh, wisdom. I mean, that's just something I'm constantly asking for. And it's oh, it's always there's there's the hope I have in Christ. There's the hardships of business. And man, do I get humbled a lot. <laughs> yes, part of the process. One of the words that I've heard used a lot, and I've used it a lot, is. All of these changes you need to, and this is a buzzword, but it's really navigate. But that navigation only comes through wisdom and discernment. And that comes through going through other changes and uh, God giving uh, you strength. The last thing I want to finish up with today is as you deal with change, you've heard PJ and I mention this, you need stability. And stability is found in Christ because he is our rock. He is our refuge. um, And he is the one that as you deal with different People so far is a reconciler. So all of that is strong. The second one is the importance of your surroundings um, as you deal with change. And because there, there is some confidence in having some constants. And l- let me just say this. It is important that you invest in relationships in your family and in your church and in your friendships because that's, those surroundings will be a great edifice and they will uphold you as you go through change. The statistics for people that um, are successful coming from stronger families and stronger surroundings are, uh, and I don't have them, I've seen them, I can't remember them all, but they're, they're, they're strong that the people with those have a better chance because they are um, have this rock, this cornerstone. Now, you can overcome that, but the truth is often that overcoming is through Jesus Christ, uh, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, for a believer with a strong family, they're going to be able to navigate this probably in a greater way. So as we talk about manhood, mentoring, and maturity, we're going to talk about changes in the next few times. But don't get away from the fact that those you're investing in, especially your wife and your kids, that investment is setting them up for not success. That's, that's not what we're looking at, but for significance, right? And this is a great, uh, I don't know the right term, but it's a great flow into the fact that I've got to be faithful with what God's given me in regards to my marriage, my home, and for those that I influence. So we're talking 
about the importance of manhood, mentoring, and maturity. And those will lead to someone being able to deal with change better. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you, Dad. Love you, buddy. Love you.